Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast. For Wrestling Mutuality, this episode will be reviewing in my thoughts on Raw's Superstar Shake-Up from last night. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, Wednesday, for my thoughts and review of SmackDown Live's um, Superstar Shake-Up part. But Raw's Superstar Shake-Up, for the most part, was okay. It was not, oh, surprise. Was, it wasn't nothing to get me excited. It was cool. It's interesting to see where they go forward. But my issue with the Superstar Shake-Up for all is that most of these guys we've seen in recent weeks. So the brand split, LOL. And it's just, I'm not, I'm not fond of it. I'll go through the whole list. 14 people got, well, 15 technically or so, got drafted to Raw. And discuss each one and also probably again if you're hearing echoing in this episode and future ones i'm sorry we moved recently and this house we're in now has high ceilings so echoes are prevalent but before i get to the list of superstars actually my whole thoughts on this superstar shakeup is that it's it's not what it used to be. It used to be the draft. You'd have Raw, Stars and Raw, SmackDown, SmackDown. You'd see them rarely, if at all. So when the draft came around, you were super shocked. Oh, here's John Cena on Raw. He debuted on Raw in 2005. It was truly shocking. But now half of these, these names we've seen on Raw in the recent weeks, and some we've... Yeah, like that type of thing. We've seen them on Raw. So it's not a shot at all that on Raw. Well, cool, we saw them last week or week before last. So this whole list really is it's, it's interesting. And I'm, I, like I said, I wasn't excited, but I'm like slightly excited with some of these names. And I'll discuss them as I get to them. But the whole Superstar Shake-Up thing for this go-around is not my cup of tea. Because, like I said, you've seen some on... Raw, who's on Raw now, and then those who are on SmackDown, um, is less of it. It's more interesting for SmackDown than Raw because we haven't really had any Raw guys, stuff like Braun Strowman last week. So expect him to be on SmackDown. Spoiler, and um, so we haven't had as many Raw on SmackDown, and we had SmackDown to Raw. So that was the issue right away. Is having them be on the on opposite brands last week mostly and it was just like well what's the point of Superstar Shake-Up if they're already on the brand this is my thing the excitement level is diminished a little bit but this list first we have The Miz who attacked Shane McMahon on Raw and got busted open as well and he's on Raw now and Miz only goes from Raw to SmackDown Smith and Raw he goes back and forth every year and it's interesting, though, this time around, because he's going to be a baby face on Raw instead of a heel. And last time he was a baby, fa- a baby face on Raw was, like, in 2013, when he turned baby face. 
He got Ric Flair's figure four. Lick lock, like passed down to him and all that. His baby face run back then was trash. It was awful. But since he turned heel, excuse me, since he turned face on SmackDown, um, officially, he has been a very good baby face. The crowd loves him. He seems to be loving the role. And it's just, it's cool to see. It's, it's, I like the face Miz now. And him on all, I'm curious to see who he feuds with going forward. Um, I don't have high hopes because typically you only have like Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, um, Drew McIntyre. Those are only profitable heels on Raw. So the baby face and heel dynamics on Raw was not good. So the Misery baby face is good, but who is he confused with going forward? I'm assuming Shane. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to switch, like have Stephanie do SmackDown and Shane do Raw. That would be very cool and interesting. But also, it could drag out the Shane and Miz storyline for a little while longer. And maybe work, and it might not, I don't know. But the Miz and Raw was interesting to see if we go forward. My hope for that is not high, though, because Raw's heel scene is not the best at the moment, in my opinion. Next, two, and three is Ricochet and Aleister Black. This is where I get to my point where, well, they've been on Raw literally every week since they debuted. <laughs> and SmackDown since they debuted. And that wasn't a surprise. I'm like, okay, they, they're going to Raw. They've been on Raw predominantly since they debuted, doing more with Raw. Even though they had a few matches on SmackDown Live, they had tacking opportunities and all that. Um, they've been on Raw for a while. So, them two was not a shock. It's cool to see. I love Ricochet. He's great. Alistair Black is fantastic. So it's cool to see them in the main roster period. So they've been pretty utilized well as a team. But I think they'll do very well separate as well. So no matter what you do with these two, um, they'll have great matches, I feel. The next one is the War Raiders from NXT. This one was the, oh my goodness, this is very shocking. I was not expecting that because uh, I think they're the current NXT champions. That's right. And, um, all that. They're like, oh my goodness, this is so cool to see. I'm excited about that. And they changed their names. And this is what makes me want to bang my head against the wall repeatedly. They're now called the Viking Experience. Yes, you heard that right. The War Raiders, one of the most over teams I feel on NXT today, who had the chance. War, 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 war. Are now the Viking experience. Are you kidding me, Davey? You just killed a call up before they even got their feet wet. Literally, they walked out in their little nameplate and said the Viking experience. And that officially is the end of the War Raiders. While they're very good in the ring, I love Hanson, I love Rowe. Together, they're great individually, they're amazing. You just killed their team. You. I don't know what they can do to make this possible. You can't chant Viking, Viking, Viking. You can. It just. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't mesh well with the characters. They killed the War Raiders before they got even going, even started by doing this, and that infuriates me to no end. Because every time you get a call like this, I wait. Like like look at my watch. How long are they gonna last in the main roster? They literally lasted five, ten seconds. Well, again, their matches will be great, no doubt. Now, I got a feeling they're going to be tagging champions, fighting the Usos for the rest of the year, whatever, which is, I'm not complaining. Changing their name was not a good idea, and I don't like it. 
I don't know if anyone else feels the same. A lot of people do for what I've seen in comments on people posting about this. They're not they're not happy either. So this kind of soured the Superstar Shaker for me as far as Raw's night goes because like oh they just did this. Like I can't believe they just did this. So that's that. I'm not happy about that, but let's keep going. The fifth one was cool too was Cedric Alexander. I do like this because Live, they've been great. But I've said almost two since they debuted, the division debuted, that they would do well, just put them on different brands and face for all the titles. So it'd be cool to see like Rollins do a open challenge for the Universal Championship. So Edger comes out. They have a good bang of 20, 25 minute match. There you go. Cedric is amazing. He can go. So him and Raw was cool, kind of in his last two or five live matches tonight. That's cool. And so. So yeah, he's on Raw. I'm very happy to see that. Next, and I'm happy to see that as well, is Andrade St. Thomas and Zalina Vega. A man who had a rocky start when he got in the main roster, like all call-ups are doing, having rocky starts and really going nowhere. But lucky for Andrade, um, his matches with Rey Mysterio on SmackDown Live have been great. His matches in general have been great since he was taken seriously. Um, his feud with Mysterio, I thought was one of the best things going, and they seem to kill it. Why I don't know. That's some, another mistake by Derby is killing that rivalry. It was getting so hot. It was getting so much attention. People were like, you need to watch this match because their first match was amazing. And then they just built from there two or three falls, and then randomly, okay, we're still fighting some old Joe in WrestleMania. I'm like, oh. I thought they would add Andrade to that match, and like they should have, but they did not. Um, but that feud was very good. Andrade has really been stepped up and pushed a little bit. He's been very good, and he defeated Inter Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor too on Raw. So that was a good, very good match as well. A great match. Um, but he won. I figured that. Number six though is his nemesis, Rey Mysterio. I hope, I hope, I hope they pick up the feud. Between Andrade and Rey Mysterio, maybe even throw Finn Balor in there for the uh, IC Championship. That'll be a great match. Finn versus Rey versus Andrade, and then go from there. You can have Andrade and Rey fight for the IC title, or just fight for whatever they fight for, for honor and glory and respect and whatnot. Because their feud is one of the best, and I'm looking forward to seeing what I am looking forward to see where they go individually or and as a feud. From here, number eight is Laura Sullivan, who again has been on both shows. No shocker. Cool. I'm glad to see him. See him actually on TV though, because um, he was having the mental health problems and all that. And I did, I did care about that as a person, because I know people who have who has mental illnesses like that. So seeing him debut other week and keep going forward with that is cool to see. Um, he's a good monster heel. I'm not fond of his moveset at the moment. I wish they would not do the diving headbutt like that. It doesn't look good. This is a diving side headbutt. If he misses that wrong, it's, it could not go well. Because he's diving literally triple first on the people. And that, that, can't, that can't be good for the head after doing it for multiple times. So I do hope they change his moveset a little bit. Just for, I just don't like the diving headbutt. The way he does it anyway, it, kind of looks, it looks bad. He does like a sideways headbutt, and it's just not good to me. The free accident, I really, really like a lot, but he's got a little work to do. 
Number nine on the list is the Usos. I'm cool. I'm very happy to see them on Raw. And then I'm not. Because SmackDown's tag team division was the was the tag team division, basically. NXT's got good, great ones as well as far as main rosters go. But you know, on SmackDown, SmackDown had the best, better of the two tag team divisions. And now that they are on um, Raw... The tag team champions are Zach Ryan and Kurt Hawkins. And really, there's no credible tag team. only credible tag team that they can probably fight with is um, Ricochet and Alistair Black. Maybe throw in, um, I don't know who to throw in the Revival. That'd be crucial. The Uso the Revival. But I have a hunch that the Revival is going to be coming to SmackDown, which I think is great. I think a few of the Hardy Boys, and that that's be a good few if that's the case, the Revival and the Hardy Boys, because it's an old school tag team right there. But I've always thought the Revival was an old school tag team, so I'm cool if they're on the SmackDown. They can be utilized better, I do believe. So, those shows on Raw, I'm excited about, but I'm not because the tag team division is not well placed. While Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are a very good team, they still smell like job status to me. I mean, every time they come out, like, oh, here they're going to lose again. And Chad Gable can go by himself. He's just been tag team turmoil since he debuted in the company. He can do good by himself. And Bobby Roode can do good. You know that. He can do good by himself. So the tag team division are all needs to be upped. And I think the Usos will be the ones to up it and make it um, better. So, after the Usos, you had Naomi, which is, I figured that, I figured that being that, um, Naomi's married to Jimmy, I think, the Usos she's married to. So, she's on there, that's cool. Um, maybe she'll get some cool opportunities to face Baker Lynch down the road. And, that's, that's okay, but the Rawls Women's Division as well is not the best either. So, hope it gets better. Number 10, excuse me, number 11 is EC3. One, again, he's been on Raw. Literally, he's not been on SmackDown at all. Um, when, every time he's seen, he's seen on Raw. That's it. It made an event if you watch that. So, him on Raw, like, oh, he's been here, question mark. So, here he is. EC3 is one that got buried immediately as well. Um, Bullet Ray tweeted about EC3 last night. And I've got a screen, screenshot of the tweet. And I quote, IMO, in my opinion, what's the point of bringing up EC3 only to destroy him from day one on the main roster? Should have been left to five in XT until, until the right time. Hashtag Raw. So he's, I'm a good bully. Ever since EC3 was brought to the main roster, he was devastating. <laughs> he was, he had, he had one match with Dean Ambrose, I think he won that, I think, I'm not sure. And then he had a lot of t- uh, backstage segments looking to a mirror. Um, he was being mute for a while, and they killed him. And so he's a debut. Again, WWE's main roster, excuse me, NXT call-ups is being sent to the slaughter. I had a, did that video, uh, episode a few weeks ago about that. Like how, how can WWE kill this many people in such a fast rate? They killed EC3. They killed... Um, the War Raiders initially just by changing their name. Andrade seen Almas was a catchy name. He's now Andrade. WWE's track record still just makes me infuriated. But EC3 is on Raw now. Cool. So EC3, cool. Don't care. Next on the list is Eric Young. 
which is interesting to me because I've always been an EY fan. But again, Sanity, one of the best acts in NXT, debuts, gets slaughtered initially. They debut like after three to four months of televised vignettes, debuted, and I think they lost their debut match. And they've been used maybe twice in the last two years. This infuriates me to see that. So now Eric Young is solo on on um, Raw, which makes me question what's going to happen to Kill- Killian Dane and all that. I think Killian can do a good singles run on uh, SmackDown because he's a big guy, very agile, very um, quick for his size. So I think that could be a cool um, singles thing for him. Alexander Wolfe, um, sadly he's a mid-card status of the group, but Eric Young's on Raw, see what happens here. Number 13 again, no shocker, Lacey Evans, who was literally on Raw last week and knocked out Becky Lynch. She's been on Raw ever since she de- quote-unquote debuted doing all them catwalks. Every week she did a catwalk on Raw. So she was on Raw and SmackDown typically, but she was on Raw mostly. So she's on Raw officially, and she beat Natalia, so that's cool. Um, her in-ring walk needs a little work still, I believe, but I think she'll be a good addition to Raw. I love her gimmick, the Southern Bale, very good gimmick. And lastly, number 14 on the Raw Superstar Shake-Up list is AJ Styles, one that was rumored for months, and I, I agree that this is a smart move, I feel, because AJ literally has done everything on SmackDown he can do. He feuded with the boss, Eric Man. he uh, had the U.S. Championship a little bit, had the WWE uh, Championship, and did good with that and all that. So he literally did, he's done everything on SmackDown that can be done, I believe. So I feel him on all it's fresh, and he ended up going up to Seth Rollins. So AJ was a Seth Rollins will be a fantastic match. I can't wait for that. Please WWE don't screw it up because that can be a great match because Seth can carry a match, AJ can carry a match, and the two together can be like mind blown explosive. So as far as this whole list goes, I like some of the list, but the Viking Experience and EC3. Um, Ricochet and Alistair Black, all that. Those of you who've seen on Raw previously are now on Raw officially. Cool. Derby screwing up the War Raiders by changing their name and still infuriates me. And just the, you can see the lackluster um, list here. People that they've screwed up, like Eric Young, he has no momentum. zero momentum. Um, and that's it, really. There's, for the most part, it was good. I like seeing like Richie Nasser Black, period, so then Monroe officially stay on Raw. Don't my only fear is that even though this Superstar shakeup is happening, WWE's just gonna like f- next week forget about all of this and see them all on different brands again. And if that is the case, you'll see my wrath in an episode. But this whole shakeup overall was just eh. I didn't really care. It's cool to see some of the names here, but I'm worried about most of them because Raw's track record is not good. So, tune in tomorrow for my SmackDown Superstar Shake-Up video episode, so I can discuss that. I'm actually looking forward to SmackDown's version, because I feel like they, they can do better. Because I'm still on the hunch, I've been on the hunch for a while now, that they're, they're making SmackDown Live the better show for the Fox deal coming in October. So, I feel like Superstar Shake-Up on SmackDown tonight is going to be very good, and I'm excited for that, at least. So, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day, guys.